Peace, and welcome to Speak Your Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Born, back with another episode. This platform is provided by Anchor. A topic I wanted to touch on is really just sending out a message. A message to white America. Now, in no shape, form, or fashion... Is this being spoken to provoke any type of savagery behavior, any type of unnecessary harm, violence, any type of unjustified actions based out of ignorance and and emotion alone? This is to inform you that as a black man, I'm not mad at you, and here's why. When you go into the history of a said country whose fundamental educational system has been crafted in a way in which one's skin color alone can be used as a premises to override, overrule, and to withdraw and withhold other ethnic groups who may be just as, and in some cases, elevated in dealing with a degree of education, skill, all of the qualities that it takes to build civilizations. If that has been rooted as your foundation on how to conduct your day-to-day affairs. I can only get but so upset based on the fact of this is what you were taught. Let's take a child, for example. If a child has grown up around nothing but false narratives, misinformation, a certain degree of of ignorance, lies, deception, all of these qualities that are being advocated that these things must take place in order for you to excel. And that child grows up to mimic and regurgitate that same education that they were given during their childhood. And that child intentionally is not choosing to learn any other way of interacting with fellow citizens, residents, and or people. Do you solely look at the child or do you look at 
what they're a byproduct of. And when you look at the foundation and then you see the child mimicking that said behavior, we have to go back to the root of where these said teachings and and this same type of behavior stem from. Now, there's a quote that I came across by an individual by the name of R. Patient, right? It said, lynchings aren't a vile, inhumane footnote of white history. Lynchings occur every day on the streets of Western countries. Every time the neck of a black man, woman, or child is pinned to the ground by the knee of a police officer. Every time a black man, woman, or child is chased down in the street and shot simply for being there. Every time a black man, woman, or child judged poorly because of character. Excuse me, because of color. Every time a white individual crosses the street to avoid walking past a black man, woman, or child. Avoids sitting behind a black man, woman, or child on public transportation. Or says or does nothing when a black man, woman, or child is being subjected to abuse is in itself a modern-day lynching. When you look at the act of what a lynching is, this is the process of taking said type of material. Usually a rope could be a wire, whatever they see is, is deemable to execute that said act at the time. The part of the body that the lynching takes place on is the neck. And we understand the neck connects the head to the body. When you look at the history of a people and you strive to connect and or disconnect the head from the body, the outcomes can seem a bit confusing because you detach yourself from your foundation. So when you look at the basis of actions that still take place in the year 2020, it's no longer a surprise. This becomes seamed into the fabric of the education that has been passed down from generation to generation. And as we know and understand and seeing these types of things occur, the message that has been taught is through the execution of these said people are the only grounds that will allow you to thrive. So based on prejudice and or acting before thinking, instead of letting the people perform and project themselves in a way that when given the opportunity could be of a greater asset to the society. Certain said qualified individuals become deprived of being able to to share and explore their talents. And again, this is going into the foundation of what white America has been taught.
Now, understanding how these things play out. And when you go back into the founding, and I say that loosely, the founding fathers of this said part of the planet, and them strategically bringing people on as workers, not partners, as workers. You have to construct a certain type of blueprint that is based around you being a sole benefit or more so based around benefits of you only being a said worker. And in the midst of that, if anything imparts within that, now you become what is considered a threat. Because you now understand you have the skill, the knowledge, and the experience to compete with the said ones who brought you here from a worker's mentality. As the famous saying goes, an employer always needs employees. A slave master always needs a slave. A con man always needs a sucker or a dummy. In order to keep these things going on, and as we see these narratives being played out for centuries, there's no need to get emotional about it because now you begin to see the reality of this is just your set behavior. Because if it wasn't, not only would certain behavior become illegal, it would eventually no longer exist because of the detrimental impact that it has for generations. Now, as we know and understand from a business standpoint, because there's a saying, I can't remember the, the, the said guy that's, that made the statement, but America is a business. Everything else is tolerated. Now, the system of racism has become a business. When you look at the overwhelming numbers of original men and women that are incarcerated and the amount of money that is being generated to not only build these institutions, but to house inmates within these said institutions. When you look at the extreme comparisons, or pardon me, the, the, the extreme differences that exist between how much money is integrated in sports in comparison to education. When you look at the extreme differences between holistic lifestyles and pharmaceuticals. All of these things become a business. And now when you begin to put economics over health, you create a whole different ballgame. So black men and women and children have been looked at as 
objects to grow business. Has nothing to do with humanity. You become an object and not a subject. So when the people begin to realize that we're not objects, we're also subjects of wealth, information, and abundance. And we're unable to express those said ideas and get penalized for taking those ideas abroad. I can't be mad at y'all. Because when given equal opportunity, not only does that level out the playing field, that could potentially lead to your demise and your downfall. See, in the book Message to the Black Man, written by Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he has a chapter that deals with sports and entertainment and how those two industries are heavily invested in because they not only create an economical advantage for those said owners, but they also fit the narrative of how black men and what they were built for or built to do. And that's to run, jump, entertain, et cetera, et cetera. So when you take a look at not only the, the money that's being invested in those industries, but how in the wake of turmoil, these said public figures become the voice for the people as opposed to going to those who may specialize in economics, to those who may specialize in holistic healing, to those who are dealing with mental health from that standpoint with the type of history that we have and the position that we've been put into. Again, I can't be mad at y'all. I get it. The benefit that it, that it provides. Because once those said people wake up, everything that has been disguised that you've built, but it's actually been taken, starts to collapse. The reality of who truly built America comes to the forefront. Not who benefited, who built. See, history often goes into who benefited from it, not who necessarily built it. So when you harbor on certain aspects of a people's history, psychologically it creates the narrative that they are supposed to remain on the bottom level. And then you start to create laws and narratives that support that said story. You know, here it is, 2020, and we're still dealing with similar issues from the 1920s, the 1930s. You know, we're talking 100 years later, 200 years later, 300 years later, the saga goes on. And again, when you take the emotional component out of it, I understand. I ain't mad at you. Because on your behalf, it works. 
You know, I was talking with uh, one of my co-workers the, co-workers the other day, and, you know, the point came up where, you know, you have to play their game if you have what they want. Or if you have what if you want what they have, pardon me. And you know, I just had to ask them, why can't you be you and play the game where it benefits not just you, but the game should be orchestrated in, in a way that benefits everybody. But when you have those that are striving and they're intentionally being denied certain opportunities you're already you're already tampering with the track or the or the field rather or the track and field with the race as dr claude anderson spoke on you know we're all in the in on the same track but if you're giving the baton and you're able to run around the track eight times, <laughs> and you're just giving me the baton on my first lap, and like you can hurry up and, and, and catch up. You already got a seven lap advantage, but then you finish the race on the tenth lap. I'm just getting to the fourth or the fifth one. You looking back like, well, what's the hold up? Why are you not where I'm at? But it wasn't designed that way. So I think for us as, as as black people, what becomes frustrating is when certain things are being acknowledged, keep that same energy across the board. You know, you don't have countless events of black people doing harm to white people and going to trial and getting off and things is just right back to normal. You don't have countless incidents where <laughs> you got barbecue Becky, but you might have uh, Keisha, cookout Keisha, whatever the case may be, calling and say, hey, it, there's a bunch of you know white people over here just having a cookout. As crazy as it sounds, we just don't care like that. <laughs> we don't knock you off for doing your thing. But when it comes time for us to do our thing, keep that same energy, man. It becomes frustrating because these things occur when we're literally doing nothing. And I don't say nothing like just at a standstill, but you know, we're minding our business. You're having a conversation. You may be in the store. You may be walking down the street. You're trying to get into your apartment building. You're taking your family out to the park. We're not doing anything that could be of a disruption or disturbance to anybody in the immediate area. So why is it when these types of outcries occur, we get penalized with the maximum authority? You know, rest in power to George Floyd, but, I mean, come on, a $20 bill, a counterfeit $20 bill? That led to 
the pressure on the on the neck for eight minutes. If you have any type of introduction or observation of MMA fights, they don't even take that long before they start tapping out. You know the match is over, and martial arts same thing. So how is it someone who is already subdued and addressing the fact that I'm literally losing oxygen within the body? Y'all already had me confiscated. That's still not enough. So what is it internally and psychologically and still that will have one to try to flex that type of dominance over another? So that said, officer, again, he may have came from that school of thought, that type of education. There's a, a saying by the famous by author by the name of A.K. Kukendall. He said, the strange, often uncalled for collective artificial fear European Americans have of African Americans is the genuine fear African Americans should and at all times harbor. It is our kings and queens who must forever be vigilant of the imminent danger posed by those in the said collective. Again, so if you have countless documented historical events of falsified calls and information being given that have led to brutality, injustice, and in some cases, death, who should be more fearful? The one making the call or the one who tends to always bear the worst benefit when the call is made? Why are there not laws that are put in place for that type of narrative being played out? If he, she, or they haven't proven to fit that said report that was put in, there should be some type of penalty for that. So in the wake of that, if you start to see these things happen over and over again, again, White America, I'm not mad at you. I get it. You have the right to feel however you feel. Because that's what you've been taught. And obviously, if it starts to become a trend that this said way of thinking is beneficial, I mean, shit. You really don't have to do much. It becomes a lot easier to be the victor when you're constantly trying to play the victim. So we not only have to work twice as hard to overcome the 
three-fifths of a human being concept. But now we have to thrive above that said invisible line. So, you know, I just wanted to speak on this to provide a more rational approach and take the emotion out of it. You know, because emotions can propel a person to act other than themselves. And if you take the time out to really evaluate what's going on, I'm not mad at y'all, y'all. Yet and still, yet and still, if I observe this said type of behavior taking place, whether it be what you're saying, what you're doing, whatever imagery you're trying to put out there, and I choose not to be a part of that, we just ask that you respect that. Now, this is not about growing or creating hatred. This is not about growing or creating injustice, prejudice, whatever the case may be. Because throughout the years, I have had those that don't look like me help me out in certain instances. And respectfully, that was appreciated, and it still is. Yet and still, when the opportunity presents itself, and there are certain things that become revealed that may explain and or provide an ulterior motive as to why certain things were done, and it wasn't being done genuinely, okay, now I have a choice. We can act as if that didn't happen, or I can say, you know what? I'll take and build my resources elsewhere. And as original people who are frustrated and and emotionally propelled by things that are constantly being put in our faces, if and when that time comes where they say, you know, we want to go about this thing another way. That's all we ask. Just respect that. So again, this is Speak Your Peace Podcast. This is Born, striving to bring some balance to all that's going on. Give me something to think about. Stay tuned for the next episode. Y'all stay strong and stay safe. Peace.